I'm Dr. Terry Fisher, a physician and voice technology futurist. Voice First Technology is rapidly becoming the operating system of our lives, and it will completely revolutionize the way we experience healthcare. Let's talk voice. Hey there, and welcome to episode 56 of the Voice First Health Podcast. So pleased to have you along for today's episode. And today we take a little bit of a twist on some of the episodes that we've had in the past. In the past, we have been focusing a lot on the clinician's perspective of how voice technology is going to transform what they are doing. Well, today we speak with somebody who's looking at it from the patient's perspective. We have Sandeep Konam from Abridge speaking with us about their technology and how patients can use this voice platform to record conversations with their healthcare providers and then have a log, a succinct, brief summary of what that encounter was all about using their own speech language rec and machine learning technology. Fascinating stuff. And this truly puts patients first, which is one of the things that I really love about this. And you'll hear me uh, comment on on that. So uh, I think you're really going to enjoy this. It's a little bit of a different spin, as I said. And uh, I think it's serving a fantastic uh, need here in the community. So without any further ado, I want to welcome Sandeep Konam onto the podcast. Uh, Buckle up because this is a great one. Hey there, Sandeep. It's a pleasure to have you on the podcast. Thank you so much for being here today. Thanks for having me, Teddy. I was hoping that you could first off uh, introduce yourself a little bit to our listeners and who are you? Perfect. Yeah, sure. So I'm the co-founder and CTO of Abridge. Abridge uh, is a healthcare machine learning company. We are based out of Pittsburgh. So what we're trying to do is uh, we're trying to build an intelligent health advocate that can help uh, patients become more informed and empowered. Great. And so your side is really focusing on the patients. And I've had some people mm-hmm. on the podcast previously talking more about uh, voice technology from the clinician side. So this is very interesting. This is a, a different spin on it. How did you get into this? What's a little bit of your personal background in this? Sure, definitely. So I've been working at the intersection of machine learning and health for almost the past seven years. During my time at Carnegie Mellon around 2016, I got interested in this idea of creating an oncology clinical trial matching platform where oncologists and patients can easily and quickly find a list of clinical trials for an eligible uh, patient, right? So we've built a minimum viable product. Clinicians and doctors and patients, they loved the idea and the MVP, but data liquidity and integrations with EHR systems turned out to be an uphill battle. Hmm. And that didn't feel right Patients don't own the data, forget ownership, they don't even have access to the data. They cannot readily upload it to a service of their choice. So with Upbridge, what we are trying to uh, right now do is we are working towards helping patients capture, create, and curate their own healthcare data via audio recordings. If you think about it, these can help in shifting the power balance to patients by helping them create the ground truth for their care. So that is kind of the arc where I went from trying to build a clinical trial matching platform but I was just kind of disillusioned at the kind of state of affairs where data is not really accessible to the patients. So now we are actually helping patients uh, create and own their own data. Wonderful. And as I, as I said just before that question, uh, you know, you're looking at things from the patient side, obviously. So this is really, really interesting. So how does this work? Maybe you can tell us a little bit of the history now of the company itself and mm-hmm. how the platform works. What's some of the technology behind it? Definitely, definitely. So... Uh, yeah, so Abridge, uh, as I mentioned, it's an intelligent health advocate. 
where uh, you can securely record, review, and share the clinical conversations. So the way it works is you tap on a big button in the app, record audio, which is then encrypted and uploaded to the cloud for further machine learning processing. Once it is processed, you can quickly review it, your recordings whenever you wish using clinical concepts highlighted by average machine learning pipeline. And you can also keep all the loud ones in the loop by sharing the recordings with your friends and family. And most of the current experience is powered by our own in-house uh, machine learning uh, pipeline and the modules that we've built over time. Wow. There's a lot behind the scenes there that is going on. This is incredible from, from the patient's perspective. I have, I have so many questions now that are coming to mind. So so the, just so I, uh, it's clear to listeners and it's clear to myself, a patient would come in to the to the office mm-hmm. or to the clinic to the clinic setting. They would have the mm-hmm. app on their phone. They would open the app mm-hmm. and they would hit record. Uh, I'm assuming they would be asking the physician or telling the physician that they're going to record the the conversation. Is that typically what is what happens? Yeah, we encourage patients to uh, ask for consent because right. of the wiretapping laws and whatnot. Right, and um, and so they begin to record the conversation and they record the whole clinical encounter. It is up to them. Some patients only record the conclusion, right? When a doctor recommends something, when a doctor uh, like has a plan of action or a treatment plan, uh, some patients are interested in like capturing everything. So I think it is up to the patient. They can pause the encounter in between. They can continue. They can resume. Uh, they can background the app, right? Uh, so there are a bunch of things that they can do uh, with the app. Right. And so there's a, obviously a lot of audio that is being captured potentially in each clinical encounter. Mm-hmm. And this is, I guess, mm-hmm. what gets into the machine learning. So how does, can you can you describe in sort of a little bit of layman's terms, like what's going on? How are you able to parse all that information that is being captured and and you know synthesize that into a way that is succinct and a nice summary for the patient then to have some uh, benefit from. Mm-hmm. Totally. So we have uh, we use both off-the-shelf machine learning platforms, right? Because there is Google, there is Amazon, and a lot of companies that provide off-the-shelf ASR systems. So we definitely use them. But what we've also built is we've built uh, an ASR correction system that can leverage any best-performing off-the-shelf ASR system and perform domain adaptation for better results on the medical conversations. Because most of these current APIs might not have necessarily been trained on medical data, right? They could have been trained on any number of conversations, any number of audio uh, files. But what we are trying to do is we are trying to take those off-the-shelf technology and we're trying to adapt that to the uh, current user base that we have. So we have proprietary acoustic models where sometimes conversations can happen in like noisy uh, settings. Sometimes uh, some hospitals could be so echoey, right? So we try to adapt uh, our machine learning pipeline to all kinds of acoustic settings. And there is, of course, a lot, lot of language modeling at play here to ensure that it captures all the clinical concepts well. Now, once that is transcribed, we have our own, like again, NLP pipeline that can uh, look for specific clinical concepts, right? that can look for ontology-centered uh, clinical concepts. And we highlight that uh, terminology so that patients, instead of going through the entire transcript, they can just look at and uh, go to the specific movement that they're interested in, and they can just listen to that audio. So that is kind of the ASR and the clinical NLP uh, pipeline that we have right now. But there is, of course, more in the pipeline. Uh, there are a bunch of upcoming features that we have where there is more complex machine learning. Wow, that's very, very impressive. Does the the output of this, is it a complete transcript of the entire conversation, or is it cut down to a more succinct summary? Yeah, so it, it is abridged, right? It is it is abridged transcript. Okay. So we do not provide the complete transcript because, of course, there are errors and we don't want to expose all of that stuff. 
So what we provide is we provide an abridged transcript that can uh, that has uh, all the transcripts and the surrounding utterances corresponding to the clinical concepts. Mm. So essentially, patients can use this as an index to go through the conversation. Now, I'll just give an overview of an upcoming feature that we have, which is around bookmarking. So what we've done there is we've built uh, machine learning classifiers that can look at the transcript of, of the entire conversation and it can pinpoint parts of the conversation where doctor described something. It can pinpoint parts of the conversation where a doctor suggested like some recommendations and things like that. So it is kind of a plan-centered uh, classifier. Now, what that can do is if you look at the conversation, that specific uh, utterance or a movement is uh, highlighted. It is starred. Right now, patients can not only look at all the medical concepts, but they can quickly get to uh, hear what a doctor recommended them. They need not go through the entire conversation, right? Because part of the value that we provide is there is audio, of course, that you can review, you can replay anytime, but we provide text that can be used as an indexing uh, platform where you can just get to the right text, only listen to that chunk, and you can uh, hopefully uh, help improve your recall of the conversation. Wow. How do you ensure the accuracy of the uh, of the transcripts once they're done? Yeah, so uh, so there is, I think, even before deploying the pipeline, we've done rigorous uh, testing. We have done rigorous evaluation on a lot of transcripts that we've collected uh, in-house. So we have access to a large uh, corpus of clinical conversations uh, that we've used for training the models, that we've used for testing and evaluation. So there is the stuff that we've built, trained, and evaluated but uh, almost on a daily basis, we continually evaluate the performance of those transcripts to see has, how is the medical uh, word error rate looking like? Uh, what does clinical concepts direction look like? So as we continually keep on uh, updating and improving and evaluating those models, we have a good sense of uh, the kind of transcript that is being shipped to the users. But what we do not do though is, we do not look at the patient transcripts because that is almost against uh, our company's privacy policies. Right. So all of that is being done uh, purely by the machine learning pipeline in an automated fashion. So we do not look at the transcript. So we do not get to uh, clearly, perfectly evaluate if the transcript is better. But yeah. we do that evaluation on a uh, data set that is withheld from like other uh, private corpus. Oh, interesting. Okay. Okay. Very interesting. Yeah. Um, how are patients finding this experience? How do they like it? Yeah, so far, I think we've uh, got uh, like overwhelming and like really, really positive feedback. I think all the way from like caregivers to like patients themselves, uh, they've really come forward and they've really uh, showed their appreciation towards the app and uh, things and how it's been transformational uh, to them. Mm -hmm. And what about the clinicians? How do the clinicians feel about being recorded? Yeah, so that is, uh, I think it's like a catch-22, right? Because some patients, and uh, of course, they record it. And clinicians, there are, I think, a cohort of physicians uh, and clinicians that really like uh, being able to uh, let patients record and have the uh, conversation with them so that they can review and replay. But there are uh, a section of physicians that are concerned about malpractice or things like that. But I think there are interesting studies that are actually coming out uh, where uh, they talk about how recordings have been shown to improve patient trust and satisfaction with their doctor, right? So that is really interesting in terms of what uh, a, a patient who can record the conversation with the doctor is now uh, feeling more uh, uh, relationship with the doctor has improved or things like that. So I think it's it's been a, a, a mixed reaction, of course. 
but we are seeing more and more doctors converting to the first cohort where they're letting patients record the conversations now. Interesting, interesting. Because, of course, there is another cohort uh, of companies, right, in this space where they're trying to provide value to uh, physicians uh, via documentation, some of those things, where it's supposed to uh, reduce the documentation burden. So I think maybe in a couple of years, I think everyone should almost accept uh, audio recordings as like a default, where patients get the value that they need, they get to uh, remember, recall, and better understand their healthcare information, and doctors get what they want out of the recordings. So, so there is a win-win kind of scenario here. That's an interesting perspective. Is that the way you see things going, like over the next you know, what, three to five years, that it will become more of a standard of care, that there will just be a recorder in the room and recording the clinical encounters? Definitely. I think there is there is uh, no uh, doubt about that because we are seeing increased interest from both the communities, both physicians and patients, wanting to record. And audio, again, uh, your podcast is like a voice-first uh, podcast. So audio and the voice technologies are improving. So there is real value that they're deriving as well. So it is not just recording for recording sake. So there is uh, speech recognition is finally uh, catching up. There is a good accuracy there. NLP is really uh, picking up. Uh, clinical NLP uh, specifically, we've seen good results over the past couple of years. So I think I think it is all coming together where people have access to good microphones, good phones that have good microphones, where they can get good quality audio to start with. There is improved machine learning modules that can be applied where we get the right insights. So finally, if we can engineer and build things that can help doctors and patients. So audio recording should be uh, almost like a default going forward. Right. Interesting. Now, as as patients continue to use your platform and, you know, they go back for a second encounter with their physician or a third encounter, are you developing then a database that a patient can then go back and refer to an earlier encounter or, or visit? How does that work? Yeah, definitely. Right. Because uh, when they record the conversations, there is uh, almost like a track list, as we refer to inter- internally, where they can look at any recording that they've done before. Uh, and they can go to the encounter, they can uh, review the audio, they can review the clinical text that we've uh, pulled out, and they can do it for every single encounter. What we're not doing today, though, is we're not summarizing uh, information across the encounters, right? We are only looking at summarizing information within the encounter, but uh, that's something uh, that we'll be looking forward to uh, releasing very soon as well. Interesting. So does that mean that the encounters are searchable based on the text that is transcribed now? Uh, right now, it is not searchable, uh, but there's been a good interest from the user community that they would like it to be searched and they would like it to be bookmarked. We've, of course, prioritized bookmarking future where uh, they can now bookmark specific uh, parts of the conversation that they think is important and they can go back to it. I see. Uh, but search is something that's on our mind, but we've not uh, built like an indexable and a searchable uh, engine. I see. Because I'm sure you're aware, like one of the things that I did a podcast a little while ago, we talked about Google Recorder, and it sounds like there's some similarities Hmm. here, but obviously that one is not, at this point, specific to healthcare. Um, Yeah, Google Recorder is very interesting, right? Because uh, if all you need is a recording and a transcription service, then Google Recorder might work well. But for us, that is only a starting point. We take the same transcript, extract clinical concepts using carefully crafted ontologies and cutting-edge NLP. Right, and there is like other healthcare-specific stuff coming up. So Google has done a good job at the recording experience, at search experience, of course, uh, being a search company, and then uh, the transcript quality and some of those things. And it's all on device. So there is merit to it. But I think for the future that we're trying to build where there is more value that we want to give to your users, 
uh, I think that is going to be a table stake experience, recording and transcript. So everything has to be built on top of that. I see. Yeah, no, interesting. Do you have any plans to look at this from the clinician side or are you solely focused on the patient side? Sure. I mean, uh, clinicians are an interesting uh, segment of users where we can also provide value to them. But in the short term and in the now term, I think patients are the only focus because most of the companies, right, like people build for pharma companies, people build for like insurance providers and uh, like clinicians, of course. But there are not a lot of patient-centered companies in healthcare space. So for us with Abridge, uh, we want to focus uh, on what a patient-first experience would look like. Uh, and if that leads us to clinician market, maybe. But uh, right now, patients are the sole focus. I like that. I like that answer. Um, as you as you may know, uh, a lot of listeners will know. I, I I really believe that we're moving towards an area where the healthcare overall, the system is going to be patient-first. And so this is a very interesting um, product that you have because it really does put the control of the healthcare in the hands of the patient, which is something that I think is very exciting. So that's great. Can you comment a little bit on um, maybe just the, the privacy and security aspects of your platform? Yeah, totally. So when it comes to privacy, as I mentioned, it is one of the core principles that we abide by, right? So we believe that privacy is a fundamental human right. Uh, we abide by very basic principles, very uh, like common sense in a sense, right? Because in our platform, on our platform, users own and control their data, period. If they delete, it's deleted. If they share, it's shared. We will never sell data. So some of these things, they're non-negotiable. Like we just want to stick to them, right? So from a privacy uh, standpoint, we want to ensure that users can feel that their recordings are not being heard to, their recordings are not being like viewed. So only they get to listen to them. Only they get to review them. Only they get to share them. So we are, again, putting the complete uh, control in the hands of the patients. So that is a privacy angle. And when it comes to security, uh, we have uh, state-of-the-art encryption techniques that we use. Uh, so when you record the audio, right, we encrypt the audio, then send it to the cloud, and then we perform computation uh, on the decrypted data, of course. So we use uh, encryption uh, wherever possible. So from a security and privacy standpoint, uh, it's always on the top of our mind with every single feature that we prioritize. Uh, there's never been an instance where we felt that we have to release something uh, that doesn't have or that doesn't check off the security boxes. Right. So for us, security is a like a very primary thing that we abide by. And we have great consultants that we work, uh, work with who are like uh, experts in security and privacy space. So that's great. And what about HIPAA compliance? HIPAA is tricky, right? Because HIPAA compliance is also in a sense like table states. So we have not necessarily audited the app for HIPAA compliance, but we've checked off all the boxes. So we go mm -hmm. above HIPAA compliance because HIPAA compliance doesn't mean much except for like administrative, physical and technical practices. So for us, HIPAA is, again, it is a low bar in a sense when it comes to security. Mm -hmm. So there are more secure practices that we're important to ensure that uh, data is secure, data is only accessible by the user and not anyone in the company and things like that. But we've not gone on to do any HIPAA-specific auditing uh, because, again, it is patients and it is like a patient-centered company and HIPAA has never been uh, something that was uh, requested. I see, because you're coming from the patient side. Okay. Have you ever had any physicians request the recordings so that they can put it in their medical charts? Or are you aware of any scenarios like that? Definitely. There's been a lot of interest from physicians uh, where they wanted access to the conversations, but we leave it up to the patients. We don't uh, intermediate any of that process. Right Right now, what we have is we have a very basic sharing workflow 
where it was intended to help patients share the conversations with their loved ones with their family friends and uh, like their own close network but we have seen some patients actually uh, share the conversation with their doctors because their doctors wanted them and we've had patients come to us and say that it's been really helpful where uh, both of them at the beginning of the conversation were, were not really sure if they should record the conversation but they've recorded it and they've uh, like gotten value out of it and of clinicians also want the audio so there is definitely interest from in that community but again as i mentioned uh, right now it's not optimized or engineered for any of the uh, clinician centered value it is clearly and purely a patient centered uh, app at this point right wonderful well this is really really exciting technology um i'm very pleased we've had the chance to talk here are you able to comment a little bit about just where you're going now in the future or what are the next steps for the company yeah definitely so i think uh, there is of course privacy security that we're constantly working on uh, there is more uh, there are more features coming up there is uh, interesting research that we're pursuing uh, in machine learning we are looking at uh, things around predictive learning and differential privacy to look at our, can we do more machine learning uh, preserving patient privacy right because again being a privacy centered company that is on the top of our mind so there is a, there's a lot of research that are like multiple swim lanes across machine learning across security across uh, different product uh, features that we're working on but in the very short term as i mentioned uh, we will be releasing a bookmarking feature where uh, patients can actually see parts of the conversation that relate to or that refer to uh, physicians uh, recommendations and like plan of action wonderful well that's 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 fantastic and then i'll just ask you one other question we may have touched on this a little bit but you know the name of this podcast is voice first health and i'm just wondering when you hear that term voice first health um what does that mean to you in the context of what what you're doing? Definitely, because voice first health, uh, when whenever there is a lot of uh, discussion and talk about voice as a biomarker, right? Speech patterns, pitches and tones that can be used to detect uh, illnesses. And Amazon has some done something in this space. They've patented uh, some technologies through which their voice assistant can detect abnormal physical and emotional conditions. And there is, of course, a huge talk about doctor burnout and a lot of companies all the way from like, certain or epic neons to existing uh, uh, incumbents and new startups that have entered the space. But for us, I think uh, being able to build a patient-first uh, voice-centered experience uh, is proving out to be uh, the right approach where we can actually help patients capture the audio. We can help patients capture the audio that is almost upstream of uh, diagnostics, therapeutics, and every single healthcare uh, experience that they have because organically there is a conversation that's happening between a doctor and a patient right so we are helping patients capture that and we are providing additional value based on that audio and that uh, specific uh, recording uh, but it's interesting whenever i hear voice uh, the first thing that i think about is uh, voice as a biomarker and voice as an identity kind of thing uh, because we talk about our company as an audio company right uh, mm-hmm. so there is voice audio and speech which is a nuance but i think it's interesting to think about them that is interesting. How they're different and, yeah. Very good, very good. Um, thank you so much, Sandeep, for coming on the podcast. I really, really appreciate it. This is a fantastic discussion, and I'm um, very pleased that I've had the opportunity to learn a little bit more about what you're doing with The Bridge. Um, where can listeners go to learn a little bit more about what you're doing and otherwise get in touch with the company or yourself? Sure. Uh, like our website is live at upbridge.com and please check out our app on the app stores, both on the uh, like Apple and the Google Play stores. 
uh check out the app like please download and give us feedback uh either on the app itself or you can also reach out to us uh at uh like you can reach out to me specifically at like san at abridge.com and our twitter pages are like uh live and we are very active on the platforms so please feel free to re- reach out to us give feedback and help us build the right patient-centered experience Wonderful. Well, thank you again, Sandeep. It's been a pleasure speaking with you today, and uh, I look forward to staying in touch and seeing what you do next. Thank you so much, Sari. Thanks a lot for having me. There you go. Uh, Pretty cool. I love that they are putting patients first. I think that's a key concept coming out of this podcast episode. There are lots of voice tech companies, and Abridge is is doing the right thing as far as I think is guiding our healthcare journeys by putting the focus on the patient. So if you want to get in touch with, uh, with Sandeep or anybody else with the company, of course, I will have the uh, links that he mentioned on the show notes page that you can access at voicefirsthealth.com slash 56. And everything will be there for, uh, for your listening pleasure and for your uh, reading pleasure as well on the podcast. Now, before I sign off, I want to officially announce something that I'm really excited about. Three co-authors and myself are about to publish the first comprehensive book on voice technology and healthcare. Dr. David Metcalf, Dr. Sandhya Pruthi, Harry Pappas, and myself are launching this book at HIMSS 2020 in early March. And we are so excited. This is going to be an overview of everything that has been going on in voice technology and healthcare. If you want more information about this book, you can simply go to voicefirsthealth.com slash book. And there you'll be able to learn about it and also be able to enter your email address if you want to be kept informed of news about the book and when it goes live. Here is Dr. David Metcalf just describing a little bit about the book. We're so excited about the launch of the Voice Technology and Healthcare book with some of the leading authorities from across the globe talking about specific aspects of how voice technology is ripe to change healthcare and already is. From actual use cases and the results from those to show findings to the latest state of the art, how voice technology is being used with other important technologies like gaming or artificial intelligence, or even the idea that it's not just about your voice, but about how breath and sensors for being able to do clinical and medical diagnostics is going to change the future of how we interface with complex systems in a very easy to use way, thinking about the voice first interface as something that's really changing that dynamic. So in the book, in addition to a a strong introduction for those of you not familiar with this topic, we also have the patient perspective and then the clinical perspective and then views on the future of what this might look like. And we're excited to share all this with you, not just from our voice, but from the voice of some of the leading experts from across the globe. So David's referring to the fact that we actually have over 30 different contributors to the book, all experts in their field, and we are so excited to be able to bring this all to you very soon. So again, voicefirsthealth.com slash book if you want more information on that. Again, if you have not had a chance yet to subscribe or leave a review for the podcast, that is very much appreciated. And uh, I look forward to bringing you yet another interview very, very soon. Take care. Have a great week. Talk to you soon.